0: Welcome back to Latinx Learners. We are so happy to have you with us today, and today's topic we're going to jump right into is the transition from home to higher ed, both for Latinx and for first-generation students. And so for a large part of this, I'm going to be interviewing my colleague here, um, and I'm excited about that. But basically what we're trying to capture is information on how we go from home to higher ed as students, Mm -hmm. faculty, staff, and administrators, and we want to do that. Pretty quickly so we can keep your attention. So Daniel, when you think about students, yeah. why is it hard to transition from home to higher ed? We like to say, um, you said backpacks to briefcases, right? Or yeah. When we said with Marcel, we said mochilas a maletas. <laughs> so, why is it so hard for the student to make that transition?
1: Well, because I think they I think uh, all of us as students, first-generation students, and specifically Latinx students, you think about the things that you have to overcome to go from the home to higher ed, right? And it's really about three things. It's about self-advocacy, it's about uh, discipline and motivation, right? And how you do that, but how you learn how to do that from um, and move it from a family component of what you've taught all your life. These three things matter to the family. This is how you do it for the family, right? Yes. This is how you motivate the family. Yes. How we're disciplined and we, ad- you know, advocate for each other, and you take that and that's instilled in you, and how you motivate that and transition that to yourself.
0: So you're saying we go from a family orientation to a self orientation and that's uncomfortable.
1: It's very uncomfortable because you think about it even in my first classes when I talk to my Latinx students I tell them that you're going to have to be selfish and they're immediately put off because the notion of selfishness especially for our culture right what does that mean for us but in this aspect of moving from the home to higher ed you do have to migrate from the nest, from the family, mm-hmm. to a very selfish perspective. That means that you have to give up on friends. Yeah, you give said... up on some families and, and members you know, who yeah. think it might be better for you for the short-term to work right. than the long-term for education.
0: For education, yeah, you said self-discipline, self-motivation, self-advocacy. We don't often use the word self um, no. when we are from a family-oriented culture. And I know a lot of cultures have that challenge. Um, so let's transition a little bit to um, the faculty, staff, and administrator perspective. I heard um, just the other day, just yesterday, Karen Nilsson, who is a professor emerita, um, who came to do a presentation on critical thinking to our college, said being uncomfortable is what learning is all about. And that really resonated with me because of what you said earlier. We were talking about lessons learned as aspiring administrators as administrators as faculty members and uh, so i'm going to pick on you a little bit because mm-hmm. that's what we do but you know you're you're put together mm-hmm. we talked about his hair that's been established mm-hmm. if you haven't seen that go back and watch the clip on his hair um but you're put together you look like a professional right yeah. where did you learn that
1: well i had to learn it first right none of us come out looking professional Certainly, I don't want to necessarily say the Latinx um, culture is not professional. We are in our own ways, right? But dress in a professional (coughs) environment for higher ed is something we're not trained right? Right. So I learned from black females, right? I had a black president um, that was a female president that dressed to the nine every day. Audrey? Audrey. I
0: got to meet her. Um,
1: And and I asked her about her dress, right? She was always so stellar uh, in in her composition, but she was. On point mm-hmm. in every aspect, right? And she would say to me, "Your dress is as important as your work, mm-hmm. as your reputation. Um, it defines, right?" And so I had to learn. But I- I'll tell you, you know, early on, I I looked at my vice presidents, and they dressed in suits, and they had um, you know ties, and they were well put together. And so I emulated what they look right. like, right? And so I went out and bought suits and sure. I bought suits from places that I don't want to mention. <laughs> <laughs> and they were baggy and yeah. old and I didn't know about tailors. It's all and, about tailoring. And how to how to take this, right? But mm-hmm. you, you emulate, you see people who do it and they do it well. Um, and certainly, you know, their sizes are a little bit different so you, you get your yeah. height You size. learn to adjust, we won't talk um, about sizes no, here. No, you tailor it, you figure it out. Um, but I think most people undervalue the uh, the importance of dress. When you think about when you see someone for the first time, when you're interacting with people, um, you know, when I go to the grocery store, people treat me differently sure. when I look like this compared to when I'm getting out of the gym Absolutely. and I've got my headband on. Right? Yeah,
0: so we talked about, I asked you a question earlier that I wanted you to think about, and I hope you've thought about it by now, but when you dress this way, when you have this professional um, appearance and you're with your family, how do you feel?
1: Well, it's interesting. With my immediate family, I feel comfortable. My Mm -hmm. wife, my son, this is what they expect, right? They They know your role. They know my role. Sure. And it's interesting because Diego sees his dad in a suit, Mm -hmm. right? So he had this activity one day, he brought home and they had to Mm -hmm. pick your parents' Mm -hmm. occupation. Right? And mine was an FBI agent because Mm -hmm. it was the only guy on the page that was a suit. Wow. Right, and so at at my wife's Daniel, school
0: as an FBI agent.
1: <laughs> hey, don't put a past me. <laughs> Secret agent. You agency, did find Marcel on
0: Instagram,
1: right? <laughs> Would you think about like his perspective is that his dad looks like this? Mm-hmm. That's not the perspective of my dad. Right, right? my dad came in mine, yeah. um, with rough hands, you know, um, grass marks on his shoes, sure. pants that were tore up because he mowed lawns, mm-hmm. and did odd jobs, right? And so think about that, and, and I wonder if it makes him feel uncomfortable when I walk in looking like this, right? Um, but one of the things I always say to young administrators and young Latinx people striving for administration or faculty is that you're going to have to be very comfortable being uncomfortable, right? And that's that's the notion. Who wants roll. to hear that? Is it's, I am very comfortable being, I will make a room awkward real quick. <laughs>
0: and I'm okay with it, right? But you don't just mean that way. You also mean um, appearance. Appearance. You yeah. mean that... Maybe you're not hundred percent confident that you can rock that suit, but you're going to have to fake it until you feel it. You're well, saying, I don't fake
1: it, okay. but I, I do think some people might it's have to fake it, right? Yeah. Um, but, 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 but
0: uncomfortable doesn't just mean with, in the company that you're with. Right. It can also mean that Within you yourself. have to adopt a persona yeah. that is going to get you where you want to go. That's not necessarily a bad thing.
1: It's not, but I'll tell you the persona is exactly right. Because the people <laughs> who know me at work, um, don't know me as a person. They know who sure, I am. Sure, you
0: have a private life.
1: But I have a private life. My wife can't believe what my personality is at work. She says, you're so tolerant, you're so patient, oh, you're so tempered, Yes, right? I've seen that with my husband too. Yeah, that is not my I Don't not know home. what's
0: happening there, guys.
1: But That is, but but that's yeah. my that's my work day. That's sure. What, and that's part of my- Professionalism. Professionalism, yeah. right? It's part of me being uncomfortable but yet having to be very comfortable. Sure, navigating. yeah, yeah. How about you? I mean, when you think about a Latina faculty, professional dress. I know y'all are out there. <laughs> Mind me. You? How did, I, I mean.
0: Well, of- my first role model was my grandmother. She's always dressed to the nice. But beyond that, in higher ed, there aren't a lot of Latinas. Um, so figuring it out myself was really just winging it. And then when I met you, and I saw what you have going on here. Let's observe the details. We have the the detail on the collar. We have what are these called? Lapel pins? lapel pins. Oh, this is um, a lapel
1: flower. I'm the, sorry, lapel that flower
0: one. and the pin and the bracelet and the watch and the ring. Everything seems very intentional, and I picked up on that right away. So you okay, had and the collar stays.
1: I was hold oh, on, these hold are on. The collar metal sta- collar stays. Okay, so sorry,
0: collar. I missed that. you all note the collar stays. <laughs> so for you, it was a black woman president mm-hmm. who showed you how to be. For me as a Latina, it was a Mexican-American man who showed me how important it is that these details, it, it, what it communicates y'all is this intentionality and pride. And I think we can all associate with the idea of pride. Yeah. Um, and so I see self pride. I see uh, concern for yourself and advocacy for yourself. So going back to these student things, I see that you're motivated. I see that you're disciplined. I see that you're fighting this battle to um, move up on your own. Yeah. Um, we may not have the examples, but we have tips like the ones that we just gave you. So, thank we, you for sharing the things welcome. that you shared. With me. I
1: hope it helps. I hope. I mean, people have shared with me. Certainly, hasn't been people that look like me, mm-hmm. uh, but it has been people out there that have been administrators that I've learned from, right? And I think it's important to always take their feedback um, to heart and move up.
0: Yeah. 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 So um, we want to end with a grito. um, And a grito is just a, a shout out to an administrator or a staff member, a faculty member, even a student, or social media influencer, somebody that we like and admire. Mm -hmm. And so today we wanted to recognize Dr. Anthony Cruz, who is um, one of the new presidents in the Miami-Dade
1: College system. Congratulations, his first presidency. We both follow him and are connected with him on LinkedIn. It's really funny, LinkedIn
0: is the place to be. This is where we all met. Um, But the reason that we wanted to do a grito to you, Dr. Cruz, is because on uh, LinkedIn, I asked you how it was going in your first week and you said uh, something to the effect of, Everything is going great. The faculty and staff feels like family. And that just resonated with us because we want to bring that sense of family to higher ed to make students feel more comfortable. We appreciate that you value that and we're very proud to know you. So
1: thanks. Congratulations and thanks for watching. We hope you like, subscribe, and share our channel.